Well, hello everyone. This is uh, Data Driven Formula One with Patrick Hansen Gana Pagrebna. Hi, Patrick. Hello. So today hey. we are talking about um, uh, the the guy that I would call um, Formula One royalty. <laughs> <laughs> Shaki X. The reason why I want to call him Formula One royalty is because the person he very much reminds me of, and in fact, his kind of whole family, and uh, we will talk about this during this episode. And I don't know if Patrick agrees with me, but he really reminds me a little bit of like Michael Douglas and you know the whole the whole kind of life and career if we take uh, you know, show business uh, that would be the 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 equivalent in 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 uh, so he, Jackie X's equivalent in in show business, I think, would be Michael Douglas, who has, you know, is also married to very uh, <laughs> iconic <laughs> actress. Well, he Jackie X is, is married to very iconic singer, Afro pop singer. We will um, we will talk about his family and also. Um, the cool thing about uh, Jackie X is that his daughter is uh, Vanina is also a racing driver, which is really cool. Yeah, and of course uh, he is he is also married to Nadia Nin, um, who is a Burundian singer, is a very very cool person. Uh, so she deserves a separate, a separate conversation. We're not going to talk about her. We're going to talk about him, but I mean. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I just want to say that he's uh, basically, yeah, pretty much a royalty. And if you, uh, even if you do not know anything about Jackie X, uh, if you watched uh, um, uh, the footage of, uh, for example, the wedding of uh, Prince Albert of Monaco, uh, you would definitely have seen Jackie X with his wife there. <laughs> we will show some pictures as well today. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, today we're talking about Jackie X. <laughs> exactly, Jackie X or Mr. Lamont, as uh, also called sometimes, which already indicates uh, that besides his successful uh, career in Formula One, uh, he also had one uh, even more successful in, uh, in sports car racing, especially in Le Mans. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, is it Mister or Monsieur? Monsieur? Because he's uh, <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. it's a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just want to say it's it's a little bit uh, like uh, Poirot. You know, the the everyone thinks that uh, Jackie X is French. He's not. He's from Belgium originally, yeah. and currently he. I mean, since nineteen eighty, he lives in Monaco. So he's actually. Uh, a citizen of Monaco, you can say, and uh, yeah, effectively is a celebrity not only for every Belgian, but also for every uh, citizen of Monaco. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if I remember it right, he's from uh, Brussels, but we mm -hmm. will see on, on some, uh, we will later, and uh, Brussels, as uh, you may or may not know, is quite split uh, regarding the languages, so half of the city speaks uh, Flemish, the Flemish. Uh, part, of the uh, part of Dutch. Um, oh, don't say that, don't, don't say that, Patrick, because I Flemish people, <laughs> I have Flemish friends, they will tell you that, uh, you know, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I was just it, it, it is, it happens to be a little bit similar to Dutch, but <laughs> yes. okay. Let's it's quite different. Different. <laughs> it's a little bit 
limited uh, to Dutch. If you don't speak Dutch, uh, it sounds like Dutch, but if you're speaking Dutch, it's very different from Dutch. Say yeah. it that way. And but anyway, so that, uh, yeah, uh, what yeah. I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry uh, so the, uh, half of Brussels is speaking a Flamish, while uh, the other half is speaking French. So I'm not completely sure what is his uh, mother language, his mother yeah. tongue. Yeah, so here, uh, yeah, another cool thing about uh, Jackie X is that, uh, well, I mean, there are several important things that we need to mention here. So first of all, I think he's the first uh, person with the special and who is still with us. You know, he's yeah. 76. Uh, he was born in 1945. Uh, that's why you don't see actually normally we show you the dates, but you know, we can tell you that he was born in 1945, but he, uh, he's, he's still alive luckily for us. And um, another thing that is it's important to, important to mention, he comes from a family with long racing tradition. Um, um, yeah, so, um, for example, his dad was, Jacques was, um, uh, that's why, that's why he's Jackie, not Jacques, because his, his dad was also Jacques and was a racing driver. And also he yeah. had an older brother, Pascalix, who was also a racing driver. So, I mean, this guy is like, you know, there is a lot of family history yeah. there. And like I said, his daughter, Vanina, from the first marriage with Catherine X, uh, he, uh, you know, um, I think uh, was very uh, supportive of, of Vanina's uh, desire to become a racing driver. So, yeah, so she's a female racing driver, which is really cool. Yeah. Exactly. But before, before we uh, speak uh, directly about uh, Jackie, let's speak in, in general a little bit about the history of Belgium uh, Formula One drivers. There had been uh, already some uh, before. Paul Freer, uh, which, about uh, whom we already uh, spoke in some of the episode in the 1950s. Uh, the same with Oliver Jandebin. They, uh, uh, all of them, um, they had been they had been good uh, drivers, but uh, couldn't uh, score uh, any uh, victory. So Jackie X uh, was uh, really, uh, and I think up to today, is the most uh, famous uh, Belgian one with eight victories and a total of 181 points. Also uh, quite successful, quite quite directly after Jackie X uh, uh, from the timing on. Let's say four, uh, he started four years later uh, after he uh, retired from Formula One is uh, Terry Bautzen. And he's uh, is from the Flamic part of uh, Belgium. Uh, he had uh, three victories uh, and 132 points and also um, raced for three years on uh, in Formula One. So, uh, sorry, uh, 10 years in Formula One. So 10 years on the highest level of uh, motorsports. And uh, other names you may uh, recognize are Bertrand Gachot, Eric van der Pole, and uh, quite recently uh, Staffel uh, van Dorn, who unfortunately entered uh, at a quite bad uh, timing uh, in Formula One as he drove uh, at McLaren when McLaren was really not competitive, which somehow unfortunately, uh, at least until the moment, uh, destroyed his uh, career ambitions in Formula One. Yeah, but nevertheless, I think we can safely say that he probably is the most successful Belgian driver in the history of uh, Formula yes. One. Uh, yeah. Actually, yes. 
Uh, at least uh, looking at the table that we have on the right hand side and on the slide if you're watching us on YouTube uh, with, uh, you know, eight victories, uh, he definitely leads. And uh, like Patrick said that, uh, you know, the career of uh, Jackie X uh, went uh, far beyond Formula One. If we take Le Mans, <laughs> the success there was definitely a lot more, um, you know, a lot, uh, yeah. Uh, a lot more pronounced so yeah uh, so he was definitely very very uh, cool driver in in the 70s exactly. and actually um, you know when we get to kind of the later stages of his career we will discuss uh, you know in uh, i know that in 1976 and 1979 he had an opportunity to come onto kind of lotus uh, on the team lotus but uh, and we were previously, when we discussed 1971 season, we were kind of talking about uh, Nicky Lauda, started to talk about Nicky Lauda versus James Hunt. But actually, I think the person who suffered from the presence, not necessarily from James Hunt himself, but his presence um, was actually Jackie X because he um, was supposed to be on the Lotus team, but Lotus took up... Um, um, James Hunt because he was preferred by the sponsors and and you know uh, this is one of the reasons perhaps also why you know otherwise we would be talking today about uh, Jackie X versus Nicky Lauda <laughs> potentially <laughs> rivalry but uh, that didn't happen for him and um, you know possibly I mean in, in my personal opinion this is very very uh, like I said a subjective opinion but yeah I mean uh, it just uh, was uh, a sponsorship as a sponsorship type of uh, preference it had nothing to do with ability right so in my in in my personal opinion at that stage of his career Jackie X was definitely more experienced and probably better uh, addition to the team than uh, than James Hunt but I mean James Hunt was James Hunt as we could see later we will see later and uh, you know anyways <laughs> yeah what often happens in Formula One, you have to be at the right time uh, uh, in the in the right car. Uh, one general disadvantage um, for Belgium drivers: Belgium is a small country with a smaller uh, market with less companies, as for example France, Germany, or uh, Great Britain. So it's a little bit more difficult uh, uh, to uh, to win a bigger uh, sponsor, which you unfortunately often need uh, not only to enter um, Formula One but also to uh, continue. Absolutely, absolutely. But I mean uh, nevertheless like I said uh, he is the most we can say quite saf safely that he is the most to date he is the most successful Belgian yes. driver in Formula exactly. One. Um, something interesting when you see the names of uh, drivers is that uh, the first uh, three, Paul Ferré, Oliver Gendebin and Jackie X, you mostly uh, line uh, with uh, Ferrari. And uh, they also had been once a Belgium um, um, racing team, even in uh, Formula One, uh, the Ecurie Francochon, which was uh, founded by the uh, 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 by the uh, Jacques Waiters, uh, who also was a uh, driver. Uh, you see him on the photo on the left. I 
Uh, I guess you, we don't have to explain who's the person, uh, the second person on that <laughs> We probably need to tell uh, the people who are listening to us on the podcast yes. that uh, yes, we have Enzo right. Ferrari <laughs> in his iconic uh, black uh, glasses um, exactly. together with uh, Jacques Suez there. Uh, so, yeah. So I think, um, uh, yeah, but, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, definitely this was a uh, very, in, very interesting uh, team. And uh, luckily for us, uh, uh, Patrick knows a lot about it and also has pictures <laughs> of Ferraris. Right, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, there's a small uh, uh, interesting uh, story. So, um, uh, Chuck Waters, uh, Waters uh, bought three uh, five, uh, Ferrari 500 uh, uh, in, um, from uh, 50 in uh, two, and he raced them for three years. Uh, in, the, in the first year, uh, also uh, in the official uh, championship. Um, and here's one uh, story from uh, the from the uh, Spa Grand Prix, where he. Um, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure if it was 52 or later, uh, but one time uh, Ferrari had uh, problems with uh, importing their cars, um, their race cars, uh, to Belgium, and here uh, uh, Jack Waters uh, supported Enzo Ferrari. And due to this, uh, he became also the official Ferrari uh, importer for Belgium uh, and uh, had been quite successful as a businessman. And uh, Ferrari still um, uh, values uh, pretty much this relation which they had with uh, Swaters. For this, uh, they uh, produced even a special uh, color uh, where you can buy uh, today um, your Ferrarica, which is the uh, Jack's Waters uh, green or blue, I think. So really, they uh, it's a very they had a very successful business relation, even uh, besides uh, motorsport. Um, uh, the Curie Francochon, very small team. Um, they participated in official races and also the non-official races, and uh, they can they had one uh, victory. Unfortunately, not in the official season, but in uh, 50, uh, 53, they participated in, uh, sorry, 54, they participated at a non-official race at the uh, Avos um, Rennen, which is a Grand Prix track in uh, which had been part uh, mostly before the 1950s uh, near Berlin. Uh, it's a little bit uh, like a small Le Mans. So these are two uh, 180 degrees curves and two very long uh, straights. So a track where you need uh, speed. And uh, here uh, he could uh, get the victory using uh, one of the Ferrari 500s, which not had been raced in the traditional red, but in the Belgium uh, yellow. Mm -hmm. So after speaking about the country itself, uh, let's return to uh, Jackie X. As you already mentioned, his full name is Jack Bernard X, or also called uh, Jackie, as uh, to distinguish him from his uh, father. He was the son of a race driver, most famously not for uh, Formula One uh, today known, but uh, 
based uh, due to his uh, six uh, victories at uh, Le Mans. Also, he won uh, the um, American uh, Can-Am series and uh, won the 83 uh, Rally Paris-Dakar, also very famous uh, in uh, motorsport. So really yeah. events which requires complete different uh, driving skills yeah i have to say so my, my mom is a medical doctor but uh, paris dakar is something paris dakar is something that uh, she watches very eagerly <laughs> so she's a big fan <laughs> and uh, well uh, jackie x is actually one, one of her favorite drivers as well so so definitely there is a big following for that as well so i mean uh, like i said i mean that's why i'm saying that uh, Jacques, uh, I mean, despite uh, perhaps not as a successful career in Formula One as one would expect, uh, he was very successful in uh, in other uh, uh, in, in in other racing, in other motor racing events, and known to a wide wide. Uh, um, uh, and diverse audience in mod of motorsport, and this is why, like I said, I think that he could be named as uh, Formula One royalty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and we will come later to the different uh, teams he drove through. So in total, he had 122 entries, uh, eight victories, uh, twice uh, second, uh, and unfortunately. No championship, but anyway, the two times second also uh, underlines the uh, the driving skills he had. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so he entered uh, first of all in uh, 1966, uh, driving uh, the Matra Ford uh, Cosmos Formula Two car. Uh, so a typical uh, uh, career first uh, Formula Two before you come into. Uh, Formula One. Uh, um, Jackie X's career also um, is somehow uh, uh, um, uh, prayed. Um, you can also see it uh, he, right at the beginning. Uh, uh, he had been involved into a tragic, uh, fatal accident. Uh, same, quite at the end, uh, he had been involved in a fatal um, accident. So, quite. Uh, I mean, interesting is maybe not the best word for this, but uh, this is something which uh, is part of his uh, career. So he, he in his first uh, Formula 2 car, uh, entered by Ken Tyrell, he had a collision with uh, John Taylor, causing both cars to retire. And as a result, uh, Taylor later died because of the burns uh, in this uh, accident. Nevertheless, uh, Jackie X continued uh, his uh, career. Uh, also the next year, uh, still with the Formula 2 Matra, and especially at the Nürburgring, which we discussed various times before, is a racetrack where it's less the car, but uh, more the driver. Very long car with over 20, uh, sorry, a very long track with more than 20 kilometers. So a lot of curves, uh, straights, so you, it, you really need uh, to have um, the the right skills to win, and and here uh, um, Jackie X was quite successful uh, competing against all the other Formula One drivers. He could uh, reach the um, in the qualification the third uh, best time. Only uh, Danny Halm and uh, Jim Clark had been faster in the 
qualifying, uh, but uh, this with, of course, with the much faster car. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, that's, I think he was quite um, fortunate uh, with Matra, obviously, because this was a very competitive uh, car. And, uh, yeah, very, uh, very cool debut in, uh, in uh, Formula One, which I guess uh, got him a Ferrari seat, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so the next, uh, the next uh, car that he drove uh, was Ferrari. Um, and that's not and a chance many many people get. Uh, so as, as, yeah, yeah. as we explained not, before, not, uh, not quite directly, but of course uh, Ferrari already had him on the radar and uh, had been uh, seeing how he was uh, continuing in his uh, career, especially uh, of course in uh, Monza 1967, where he made his Formula One debut uh, in uh, Cooper with an. Italian um, engine, but not Ferrari, uh, Maserati. He finished uh, uh, sixth, despite he was suffering a puncture on the last uh, lap. So again, a very uh, impressive uh, performance by Jackie X, which continued uh, him having on Ferrari's radar, of course. Yeah, so Ferrari years. I guess next. Oh, yeah, with just so you look overall at the technology. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, I just also realized that yeah, I made the mistake uh, earlier about uh, 1976. Uh, of course, I meant not Lotus, but I mean he raced for Lotus. So that's that's what I the, where the confusion was. So he raced for Lotus in 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 74, 75, 76. Of course, it was McLaren team because Emerson Fittipaldi left McLaren and there was a, a seat available. But uh, it was given to James Hunt, not to 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 to, uh, to Jackie X. So it was a McLaren team, not a Lotus team. Uh, that I meant. Sorry, yeah, uh, I do apologize. But I just got confused because obviously he uh, he drove for Lotus earlier. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we see uh, really um, his uh, whole uh, Formula One years, starting uh, with the uh, Matra, uh, which is. Uh, where he participated in the Formula One Grand Prix at the Nürburgring, even if it was a Formula Two car, then the Formula One Cooper, Maserati, then the Ferrari years, which only interrupted by Brabham, which I think have been his most successful years. We discussed a little bit in the 1950s, Juan Manuel Fangio and his decision-making and his good decision-making, switching from one champion car to another. And uh, maybe uh, Jackie X was lacking uh, this luck or, or predicting skills because after leaving Ferrari, uh, he never had a uh, um, competitive car again, in at least in Formula One. Yeah, but it, it also has to do with, like said, with sponsorship. So sometimes, like for example, yeah, I mean, McLaren would have been competitive and he like yeah. had the chance to get on, on on McLaren team in 1976, but it wasn't really meant to be because of sponsors. And like uh, Patrick, like you mentioned before, it's very, very... I think nation sensitive these decisions because uh, you know you're thinking who are the the main audience for 
uh, events, right? Because you want to hit kind of the advertisement uh, budget uh, and uh, make sure that you make the most out of the money that is invested in the car. And uh, yeah, when you have drivers from um, uh, smaller countries like Belgium, it's, you know, it's just very tough. It becomes a lot tougher than when you are from, uh, you know, a country with large Formula One following, for example, if you are from UK or from Germany. Uh, I would have thought that it's a lot easier to, well, of course, it's still tough, but it is easier to get a seat. Uh, in a car. That, that's, yeah. that's right, of course. Uh, I mean, you may argue, um, in 1973, he actively decided to leave Ferrari. Of course, we don't know if Ferrari would have kept him for the 74 season, but uh, before Ferrari even would uh, have decided, uh, he actively uh, chose to left the team, as in 73, there really had not been uh, competitive. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and also, you know, then then he switched to Lotus, where Lotus was not uh, in the good shape uh, in in seventy four, seventy five either. And yeah, I mean, this is why when like the McLaren possibility came along, the sponsors were like, oh no, like, you know, we're gonna go with this <laughs> younger guy, James Hunt. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then he was uh, quite, you know, this kind of Wolf Williams Ford, I think, was basically because he couldn't find anything else uh, uh, because McLaren job didn't happen. And then he, he was racing for uh, French, right, for French teams uh, on side Ford on and Ligier. Um, so that's um, very... Um, I mean, in a way, it, it is unfortunate uh, that uh, he didn't win the championship because he was uh, the runner-up uh, in two seasons and had very competitive drives. But, um, you know, nevertheless, a great career. And like we said before, apart from Formula One, he was uh, successful in many other events uh, in motorsport. Yeah, that's right. But, so let's speak a little bit about... Uh... Uh, the Ferrari years, uh, mm. especially about, uh, first of all, about 1970, uh, where he was uh, came in as uh, second uh, after uh, Jochen Rindt. Um, uh, the season started already uh, uh, quite uh, negative for him, as he had uh, also a fire accident uh, at uh, Spain. And uh, it took him uh, 70 uh, days, so three weeks, to come uh, back uh, into the cockpit to drive at uh, Monaco. So not an ideal uh, start into the year if you want uh, uh, to win the championship. With the time, the Ferrari uh, improved uh, over the season. Um, even had been uh, competitive, but uh, it was uh, too late. Uh, and uh, I mean, honestly, Jochen Rindt was uh, dominating uh, the whole uh, season that year. And uh, I mean, he was asked uh, later if uh, he would like have uh, to won uh, the championship that, the, this year, which uh, he uh, declined. Uh, as uh, you may remember, Jochen Rindt uh, died on at uh, Monza, and then the and uh, 
and then the next uh, three races, um, Jackie X was still uh, gaining points, coming closer, but he, Jochen Rinn stayed out of uh, reach and became the posthum world championship. And uh, Jackie X said uh, that he not wanted to win against a man who uh, could not defend uh, his chances. Uh, of course, referring to Jochen Rind as he wasn't uh, able to compete anymore. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, on the other hand, you know, this this is not the chance that many drivers get, like we said before, to drive for Ferrari. There is already only a handful of people who uh, get a chance to be a racing driver in Formula One, but, uh, uh, you know, to have, uh, to, to drive for Ferrari, I think, uh, you know, you are, it is, it is lucky in many ways. But also shows that, you know, he, that he was skillful enough to be spotted. Um, uh, by uh, Ferrari team, and that's great. Exactly, and uh, Jackie X had the opportunity twice to uh, drive for Ferrari. Uh, he also already had uh, been uh, driving there at the end of the 60s, uh, but decided then to switch to uh, Brabham, and in 1917 came back to uh, Ferrari. And uh, if you're following us on YouTube, you see here this quote uh, from Jackie X. When he, uh, Enzo Ferrari, had a sports car program, I came back. He have always uh, been on good terms. He was a very sensible person and very sweet to me, uh, with me anyway. Uh, so you so see, he already quite in the beginning uh, uh, of his career, uh, it, uh, sports car racing was uh, very important uh, for him. And uh, in the beginning of 1970, with the Ferrari 512, um, uh, and so could uh, offer him not only a seat in Formula One, but also in sports car racing. And this was uh, for him the motivator to return uh, to the Scuderia. Where he stayed until 1973. Uh, as I said, 1917, he was, uh, had the opportunity uh, to become a champion. Uh, that year, 1971 and also 1972, uh, the Ferrari team slowly become less uh, competitive uh, again. Um, and uh, this was uh, quite extreme in 1973, where the car was that uncompetitive that uh, they not even traveled uh, to all the uh, races. Mm -hmm. uh, and for example, this was the reason why for uh, one or two races in 1973, uh, he even got the okay from um, Enzo Ferrari to drive uh, McLaren to at least to compete uh, at the race weekends. If you're following us on um, YouTube, you see here a photo of, uh, of a 1973 uh, Ferrari prototype, the Spasa Neve, the Snow uh, Power Powder. Uh, this car was never raced. They had another one, which you can see uh, later in our episode about 1973. Uh, so uh, here Ferrari, that year, they um, seem to uh, lost a little bit uh, their insights why it's not going uh, forward. So they experimented in different uh, directions. Uh, one of the reasons why, uh, why 73 really was a very problematic year before they then 
finally uh, returned on the right track with uh, in 1974 and of course the later years in the 1970s. Again here uh, one quote from uh, Jackie. He said in 1974 when I wasn't with the team anymore Ferrari realized he had to choose to either go with Formula One or long distance because financially, financially it wasn't working and also compared to endurance races Formula One went up and endurance uh, racing went down. Uh, so we see in the 1970s in, at that time is that it was practically not possible anymore for a race team to compete in, uh, in sports car or Formula One. So you had to focus to be successful in one uh, season. And this was also slowly when uh, Ferrari uh, left um, the endurance uh, sport, at least from the works team. But also it kind of showcases this, um, you know, um, that in the 70s uh, with the development of professional motor racing it became more yeah. specialized so previously you had kind of these generalists right that could drive uh, um, a motorbike uh, then uh, you know Le Mans and then uh, a bunch of other uh, races for example in US and also in Formula One but uh, we progressively see that uh, people started to specialize and either they would have cho chosen the, the endurance races and uh, uh, for example 24 hour Le Mans uh, or Dakar right and or, or uh, so other events uh, or, or they would have cho they, they would choose uh, formula one so but but you would see fewer and fewer people who could do kind of this uh, switching across different uh, across different events yep that's that's right let's carry on a little bit uh, uh, to 1976 uh, yeah, yeah. So, so like we said in, in 1974-75 uh, he raced for Lotus but Lotus was not very successful hence and the reason why they were not successful is because they had this very uh, good make in in uh, uh, in 70 right and then they kind of went south and they struggled to recover in so in 74, 75, they completely had to park uh, the, the car that they used in, in 70, 71 and 72, basically, and uh, uh, had to basically work on something else and it wasn't really working. So, so eventually, like I said, because he couldn't get a seat in McLaren because James Hunt got it <laughs> due to tobacco sponsorships supporting him. Uh, uh, Jackie X actually got this uh, seat in Wolf Racing, which was, uh, uh, I mean, on the one hand, is a little bit unfortunate uh, uh, that it's a smaller team, but on the other hand, he did get a seat because, you know, like we said before, you could be a champion and not have a seat, right? So that's, uh, you know, so so being able to compete is already, it's already pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly, and he still also had uh, did some very impressive uh, races, uh, even if uh, with the, uh, the, the in the smaller uh, teams. Uh, for example, uh, at the Dutch Grand Prix, he was very fast, having the third fastest lap on, on the track uh, with a, a car having a, a Cosworth engine, but not the latest uh, update of the Cosworth uh, engine. Uh, but again, uh, technical failures um, had been a problem 
at that time uh, also he was very successful uh, starting uh, at uh, Monster again but at the end uh, there had a bad accident where he survived uh, but had some ankle uh, injuries and after <coughs> after this he only competed uh, spor sporadically anymore in Formula 1 and also because uh, he was really uh, focusing on uh, sports car racing, uh, including uh, the uh, highlight uh, every year, the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans, which he have uh, won uh, six times on different yeah. Uh, brands. Yeah, and uh, like because his uh, latest uh, victories were with Porsche, uh, um, uh, Porsche actually did a, a special car. Uh, in his honor <laughs> that is a exactly. Porsche Carrera and, uh, I think it's called 911 uh, that one and, uh, so and it's a Belgian kind of special Belgian edition of uh, Porsche Carrera mm -hmm. so um, so so this guy actually has like Porsche actually made a special car <laughs> which uh, not many people get that honor uh, so he was very very good yeah in his Le Mans and you see even if he had uh, was starting for different brands i mean uh, uh, since uh, 76 he was uh, practically only driving for uh, porsche and uh, four of his uh, six le mans victories had been uh, with that uh, brand yeah and also like i said i mean this marks this um, you know this split uh, in professional driving where you 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 started to get special specializations right and really i think uh, jackie x's uh, greatest uh, success was uh, in uh, in uh, 24 hour le mans uh, and uh, you know uh, probably i mean it's hard to find a driver is he is he like one of the most successful drivers in le mans i mean with uh, uh, with uh, six victories yeah i mean um, i'm not sure but i will look it up and uh, try to find uh, you know who is the most uh, you know who has the most yeah. victories <laughs> one this is more but uh, we would have yeah. to check this yeah yeah that's right yeah um i'll have a look yeah but but definitely like i said i mean he uh, was uh, very successful in different cars uh, in le mans which uh, also showcases the skill right and uh, just tells you that kind of maybe he didn't indeed didn't have a good chance with with formula one uh, so it was Formula One makes right. If he was in the right make at the right time, perhaps uh, he would have been a champion. Exactly, uh, and I mean, uh, but uh, he not only uh, switched between sports car racing and Formula One. He also went uh, to the Open Wheel um, Series to the US, the Formula Can Am, uh, which had uh, been as, uh, known before as uh, Formula Five Thousand. Where he won, uh, interesting, against uh, Kiko Rosberg, also a Formula One champion uh, later, or other uh, famous drivers as Bobby Rahal, who has been very famous here in the US in the IndyCar uh, series. And as we, as we already discussed, uh, he won uh, Paris Dakar, so complete different uh, championships.
Yeah, so I found uh, the the stats on twenty four hour limon. Actually, the most um, uh, the the uh, the most successful driver is Tom Christensen with nine wins. Uh, well, I thought he was gonna be at the the top, but I didn't know. So he had nine wins. So Jackins yeah. X had six. So that's uh, pretty. I mean, pretty close. And uh, yeah, the the most wins as a team uh, in 24 Hour Le Mans, we have uh, Joyce Racing, which is not surprising either. And then we have as a manufacturer, it's Porsche, uh, Porsche uh, as, as some people call it. So yeah, so there we go. But I mean, uh, Jackie X is, uh, you know, at the top of this, uh, top of the range of, of, of uh, uh, Le Mans drivers. Um, yeah. Exactly. And then we're coming to 1985, his uh, last uh, active year as a uh, driver. As mentioned in the beginning, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, he in his last year, he was involved in a, a fatal accident, uh, especially at these uh, sport uh, prototypes. Uh, and uh, he had an accident with a quite uh, young uh, talent, uh, Stefan uh, Belov who was at that time uh, really uh, high hope uh, for a potential uh, Formula One uh, champion. He was uh, really very fast, very talented. And it seemed uh, that he already had uh, been on the uh, radar uh, of Ferrari, so could have been uh, um, driving for the Italian team uh, the next uh, year. And unfortunately, they came uh, together, especially uh, at uh, X uh, home track, Spa Francochamps, uh, mm -hmm. where there had been a misunderstanding uh, where uh, Jackie X um, hit uh, the much faster St Stefan Belov, who wanted to overtake uh, X, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Belov not uh, survived while uh, X had been uh, shaken, but uh, besides this, unharmed after this accident. Yeah. So um, yeah. Also, just found just just uh, to to give you some more stats on Le Mans. Actually, Jackie X is number two driver in the history of yeah. Le Mans. So he's just just uh, right uh, comes right after Tom Christensen, and then of course uh, Derek Bell is number three. So I mean. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if Tom Christensen is still active. So maybe. Uh, can get his tens. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that. So that's. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that knowledgeable about. Um, to be honest, uh, yeah. I mean, let me just have quick, quick have a quick, quick look. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but still, I mean, we we as uh, as it gets. I mean, it it is. <laughs> Um, it is uh, it is a very uh, competitive. No, no. I think uh, yeah, he retired in twenty fourteen uh, from oh. uh, the, yeah. But but still, I mean nine nine wins is pretty difficult to do <laughs> by your by all standards, I think. But uh, we will see. Yeah, indeed, maybe someone will start really early and uh, you know manage to beat yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, difficult because uh, normally you enter in sports car uh, racing at a later age than in Formula One. As Formula One is, is more the sprint race where you have to have the, the natural speed and uh, sports car racing is a little bit more about uh, experience and uh, yeah, keeping the cool. car 24 hours on the track than win the race in the, in the first hour. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's a more, more of a team effort, right? Even more of a team that's, effort that's, than, that's you know, than in, uh, well, it's a kind of driving team effort, let's just say, not just. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so normally uh, a lot, uh, you go first into Formula One and then you would go to uh, these motorsports, uh, even if there had been other examples, for example, uh, Michael Schumacher did uh, one year in sports car racing before he entered uh, Formula One. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this, okay. uh, we are coming to the yeah. quotes and uh, so this photo, is uh, yeah this is the photo from uh, the uh, the wedding of um, uh, of of Albert of Monaco right and uh, here is uh, Kajanin uh, I'm I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing her name correctly but I mean she's a, she's a really cool singer from Burundi you should definitely check out that she she's singing Afro afro pop a very iconic figure i mean it's like a separate yeah. could have a separate conversation about her um and uh, like i said before vanina is also a very cool person uh, so i think when we do special on um female presence in in racing we definitely will also talk about vanina so but this yeah. is yeah i mean but uh, this guy, I mean, he, he had an invitation from from um, uh, from uh, uh, Prince Albert of Monaco for his wedding. Um, so, and this is the picture from the wedding. So, so yeah. you can imagine that uh, that's so he's considered to be a pretty important person. Uh, um, and and uh, yeah, in a way, like I said before, royalty, Formula One royalty. <laughs> Yeah, and yes, a, a little bit uh, from Michael Douglas. Mm, yes, yes. Well, to me, to me, this is like you know he is a kind of associates with uh, the rest. Kind of, I can see the similarity with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas yeah. also has, you know, his dad was an actor. <laughs> He's yeah. an actor. You know, the whole family is like very, uh, very much in. Uh, in the same profession, uh, very famous, and yeah, anyways, uh, so here we go. So let's just uh, hear from the guy, um, uh, from the guy himself, and uh, see what he says. <laughs> so let's see. First one, in this sport, luck and trilogy are only a few hundreds of seconds apart from each other. Uh, as, as I think we pointed out in this episode, he was involved twice in fatal accidents. So uh, he, which easily also uh, could uh, uh, put him as uh, the uh, victim. So he, I think he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Second, the existence is a tremendous curiosity. Within the course of the years, the discovery of yourself in your inmost evolutions. With the age, you feel better than you are what you represent, which means a little of the planet's scale. So quite philosophic uh, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, I mean, he generally spoke quite a lot about fatalities in Formula One, right? And that it's very dangerous and uh, uh, it kind of comes with the job. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. I believe to have been one of the rare drivers to have returned to Ferrari, which is true, I think. Besides him, uh, it was uh, only Clay Regazzoni and uh, Gerhard Berger. 
Yeah, and uh, well, that's again not a chance that many people get. Uh, yeah. Normally, once you're out, you're out. Yeah, so uh, as he uh, explained, uh, he was living on a good term, so he, so he was not uh, destroying the bridges uh, after he left the team. Yeah, and the last one, like I said, is more about um, the you know, the fatalities and the fact that, yeah. you know, you, you, you basically prepared to die. It's a little bit like a kamikaze job, this one. Well, it yes, used uh, to be anyway in 1970s. Yes, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And so, yeah. So basically he said, uh, I just want to say what that quote was, so that in the past uh, two, uh, at least two kind of colleagues died every season and you, it was generally accepted that this could happen, right? Um, exactly, and maybe sports car racing was even more dangerous than uh, than Formula One, at least in the 70s. Yeah. Um, next quote, the fact that I'm still alive after 100,000 laps is my championship. I imagine that he many, many times uh, he got uh, asked uh, about the second uh, place as he became twice second in the championship. Uh, so I think he had a very good uh, answer and of course uh, he is correct. Many of the champions which we talked uh, here in our different episode uh, unfortunately had a tragic accidents and not uh, survived uh, the sport. Yeah, so it's uh, Jürgen Rindt um, uh, in particular. I think that he's talking about here that, you know, yeah, it's, it's a trade-off. You, you, you go faster, you can die. But, you know, so I think, like I said, uh, considering that uh, Jackie X is, uh, um, uh, is form Formula One royalty, I think he's one of those people who, again, if, if they had Oscars in Formula One, he would have been given one of the Life Achievement Awards, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That, that's uh, right. Um, without the affection and the passion of the witnesses who revolve around the sport, this one uh, would not exist. The driver's uh, ethos, so a clear uh, understanding, his uh, preferred position, uh, also being in, in the light, uh, being a royal, of course, this uh, is only thanks uh, to the fans uh, who support the sport, uh, including himself as uh, the driver or in general drivers. Um, um, uh, general the drivers yes absolutely uh, last one in the end i didn't get a top car anymore i had no toughness left that was the uh, reality and uh, so uh, this of course related uh, to the last years in formula one where he couldn't have uh, the top cars anymore as lotus brabham or ferrari or at least not at the correct time and maybe he also uh, uh, understood that it was not only because of luck, but also that uh, he himself lost a little bit the uh, toughness, maybe not only the toughness inside the car, but the toughness to negotiate a contract or to initiate uh, yourself as the driver that everybody wants. Yeah, so I just also want to, before we go to behavior, I also want to mention that he is, uh, um, uh, you know, very much a present figure in popular Belgic uh, culture. Uh, 
Um, so he was, there is a famous uh, Belgian cartoon, uh, which is called uh, Michel Vallon. Uh, and he's, uh, he was one of the main characters uh, in that, uh, um, it's, it's like a comic series, yeah, it's not, well, yeah, comic series, you could say. Uh, so then uh, we, like I already mentioned, the Porsche that was made in his honor. It's a, uh, it's a Carrera, a Carrera for S, for S um, Belgian legend edition, and it has this blue and white <laughs> um, uh, colors, uh, basically mimicking the helmet of um, uh, of Jackie X very much. Uh, uh, so it has like it's a blue, but it has a kind of this white trim uh, 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 colors. And uh, also, um, um, I, I believe uh, there were several watches by Chopard. Uh, I think they're called Mille Mille Jackie X <laughs> edition <laughs> that were produced. So, I mean, it's very much like, you know, when we talk about, uh, again, Hollywood <laughs> or uh, folks like, I don't know, David Beckham, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Um, so yeah, in terms of uh, in, ter in terms of characters, you can say is you can see he you can say that he has um, he was able to uh, to be very competitive and yet not make enemies, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which uh, you know we haven't seen many people uh, in in uh, from on the driving side who were able to do that. Uh, I think so. He, I think he had a very, very professional attitude in that sense. But also, I think uh, he took an opportunity, right? So, it, it, irrespective, what I like about him, like it, it's uh, irrespective of uh, the chances, right? He would always give uh, uh, give a benefit of of the doubt to uh, to a particular team and uh, for him competing was better than not competing so he would not say oh you know i have driven for ferrari so i'm not gonna go and uh, join this little team whatever right or you do not have competitive enough car for me to drive so he was kind of taking a chance on 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 on, on this on, on different things um yeah in terms of notable wins um uh, I think, uh, yeah, I would not pick, uh, like if we look at his career in general, I would not pick a, a Formula One wins, but probably would pick uh, uh, Le Mans, right? And, and uh, like all the six wins uh, deserve notable mention. Um, I think Patrick talked a lot, uh, you talked a lot uh, about notable accidents where he had fatalities, you know, around mm -hmm. him, but he survived and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the racing strategy, like I think the quote that we, that Patrick just read, that uh, we just looked at where he said that, you know, my championship is the fact that I'm still alive, <laughs> also showcases that, uh, you know, his uh, sort of professional way of looking at it and you know understanding that the risks should be taken taken um yeah so the with uh yeah yeah you should take a risk uh but to to a point right so so you, you know you should stay alive so you you should not be winning at the cost of life which i think is very very important 
I mean, yeah. perhaps uh, in terms of wins in Formula One, uh, I would maybe pick uh, his last last win of his career, which was 1972 German Grand Prix, because you know Nurburgring is, is definitely one of the hardest uh, uh, tracks, and you know it's difficult as it is, uh, but. Uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was very, very good there and, and definitely, I mean, it's a pity that, you know, his last win was in 72, but what a win that was. I mean, it was yeah. uh, in Nürburgring, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Jackie X was also known as a rain master, as a real uh, expert uh, driving in, in the rain not completely um, surprising if uh, if you know a belgium near the coast uh, uh, also quite uh, rainy and uh, um, Kring was his uh, absolute uh, favorite uh, track yeah and um, i mean if we take that particular race in 1972 it was uh, two ferraris uh, on the first two places uh, right so it was uh, jackie x in the first place uh, claire gazzoni in the second place and I believe Ronnie Peterson, if I'm not mistaken, forgive yeah. me if I if I remembered it incorrectly, but I think Ronnie Peterson was in the third place uh, uh, in March in, in March car. Um, mm -hmm. So was uh, it was quite a quite a cool uh, race uh, in, uh, that year and uh, definitely very difficult track. Uh, so and you know he was driving Ferrari, so that's kind of another another bonus, uh, which I think uh, Ferrari was uh, one of his favorite teams, definitely. And uh, so exactly. and yeah, it was really an iconic victory. And uh, due to this, um, they also did this little special edition. When we mm -hmm. opened this box, uh, we saw it on the photo. We see. Here, oh, here and this is exactly his car with uh, what she won 1972 the Nurburgring. So these are the original colors, which uh, stickers, which always change a little bit from uh, from rain from race to race. So um, this is how he won the 1972 Nurburgring race. Absolutely. So if you're watching us on YouTube, Patrick just demonstrated the the, the model of the 1972 car. Uh, and uh, but uh, you know we as usual we encourage you to watch the footage um, uh, mm -hmm. because you know you can really experience uh, uh, the race then and, and understand uh, what it takes at least uh, well at least you can understand it better uh, and uh, yeah. yeah so I mean uh, like I said it's. Uh, um, you know, he's definitely he definitely had a very professional way of looking at uh, at, at mm -hmm. this. But like I said, it's uh, you know um, he he would take a chance on on perhaps less uh, uh, known teams and uh, competing was. I think for him, competing was more important than winning. We can say that, although he did want to win, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, luckily he's uh, still alive. Uh, he doesn't have an own um, website, but an official um, Jackie X uh, fan page. Uh, we also will put the link directly um, under um, the information about this episode. So you can directly uh, click there and there you get a lot of uh, more information and of course 
you see a lot of uh, more photos which we cannot show you here in our video to uh, copyrights yeah so but but you you know you could um, you definitely can find a lot of footage of jackie x uh, yes. like we said before he's currently 76 and uh, he lived a, a very long life uh, uh in, you know in formula one and outside <laughs> after he retired and um, you can definitely see a lot of footage with him and a lot of commentaries and uh, as usual we encourage you to um, maybe not so much listen to us but to try to find out more about uh, jackie x yourselves uh, mm -hmm. uh, by yeah just watching direct uh, speech from him and uh, his analysis of uh, the current races and also his uh, uh, performance in uh, 1970s especially um, especially the ferrari years uh, something that i would personally recommend you to watch um, um, and definitely, you know, this this is a very remarkable person and uh, had a really cool career. And uh, also, um, um, I think uh, he also strikes me as a person who really likes uh, life, who enjoys life, right? So who can really switch off. Uh, uh, <laughs> can, like, for example, with uh, if we. I mean, I don't think we can compare the two, but uh, if you take Nicky Lauda, I think uh, uh, racing is, is his life, right? I mean, everything he talks about is racing. With Jackie X, I mean, he seems to have really wide range of interests and uh, he can talk about, especially if you watch him on French TV, um, for those uh, those of you who are francophone and can actually watch uh, uh, programs in French, uh, you would know that uh, you know he can uh, can talk about a wide variety of topics, and uh, you know including music uh, and uh, you know so he 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 definitely is uh, a person who knows how to live and uh, how to enjoy life, and uh, that's awesome. You know that's awesome to have a cool career. Uh, great family and um, a big contribution to motorsport and at the same time be this you know very very much a person who enjoys uh, enjoys life and enjoys being uh, you know out there and uh, enjoys giving advice to to the next generation of drivers and uh, just you know just be be present in in, yeah. in the moment so that's pretty cool yeah and I think this was a quite positive uh, final words for today's uh, episode about uh, Jackie X. And uh, again, thanks a lot, Gana, uh, and uh, to you uh, listening uh, to us. Uh, again, we always um, underline that our uh, main uh, base is YouTube, so that you can also enjoy the uh, photos uh, which we like to present you. But let's say if uh, you are unable to watch if you are sitting in your car, traveling in public transportation. You can also enjoy the audio-only podcasts practically available on all major podcast catchers. 
absolutely. And uh, that is, I have to say, that's uh, only thanks to Patrick, because like I said, I'm, <laughs> I said before, <laughs> I, I can only stick to one, one platform, which is YouTube. But um, generally, yes, I think it's, it's better to watch uh, this, uh, this series on YouTube, because we show you uh, a lot of uh, pictures and uh, uh, discuss, for example, when we discuss Carmex, it's probably good to, to, to also watch, watch the video. So thanks a lot and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.